Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome, everybody. This is Carol Topp with the Homeschool CPA Podcast, and I am delighted to have Sherry Payne from Virginia with me. She is the Director of Leader Support for the statewide organization in Virginia called the Home Educators Association of Virginia, and I've been so pleased to be familiar with that organization. They had me speak at their leader group. I think you call it a leadership retreat or basically you do this wonderful weekend for leaders typically in March and I mm-hmm. and I joined you about three or four years ago and it was just a wonderful experience for me to meet with so many leaders. So thanks. Thanks HEV for all you do for uh, homeschoolers and especially homeschool leaders in Virginia. But Sherry, you and I just did a, a wonderful conversation about your virtual co-op and and how correct me if I'm wrong, but your youngest just graduated, so you stepped mm-hmm. out of leading that virtual co-op. But, you know, first of all, how'd you do it? How'd you step away, Sherry? <laughs> Tell us <laughs> and give some advice to other leaders about if they're looking at, you know, needing to step down, but yet no one wants to step up and do things, and they, you know, what what's a poor leader supposed to do when it's time for her to leave a group mm-hmm. and let the leadership go to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, This all came out of the fact that I made some major, major, major mistakes when I first started my own co-op. And I had to learn from those mistakes because I tried to go it alone. Thought, this is just a small little co-op. It's only, it's a virtual co-op. It's, it's, you know, just online, a few classes. It's no big deal, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't need Mm -hmm. any fellow leaders. I can do it all by myself. Well, Mm. let me tell you, a disaster. (laughs) It was pretty bad. We had some major issues come up. We had power struggles. We had resentment. We had gossip. Wow. Even in a virtual world, well, I guess, I guess actually gossip mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's worse in a mm-hmm. virtual world. People are mean when they're not face-to-face. But, oh, no, power struggles? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Never have those you. in homeschool groups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah never. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so that was my very first attempt at a virtual co-op and, of course, fell apart because of that. But I really needed that outlet still for my kids. So I started really doing research in leadership and looking back at things I had read in leadership. For like, I've done a lot of things for leadership in the church world. And I guess I'd never made the connection that you could take a lot of those same principles and use them again. And I thought, if I'm going to do this again, I can't be a lone wolf. I have to have a leadership team because I realize that I have deficiencies in my own personality. I'm not really great at interpersonal interaction. I tend to come off as curt and unfriendly sometimes. I'm not very discerning with people's feelings or emotions. I'm really great at organizing and being decisive. But um, for certain personality types, that comes across. It rubs people the wrong way. You sound like me. You you sound like me. I mean, you know, and CPAs are kind of famous for not being very personal and warm. And and it's true. I am not as good at the the, uh, empathy stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, I had a boss tell me once I lacked tact. 
So I've been mm-hmm. working on it for 20 years. I think I've gotten a little bit better. But, yeah, yeah, we all have uh, strengths and, yeah, and, and then those blind spots. So, so good. I'm glad you, you saw the need for a team. No lone wolf. I like that. I'm going to quote you. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you do? Well, I, I realized I needed to find people who were good in the areas that I lacked. Okay. That's what I needed. And I came across a young lady who it was a perfect compliment to me. She was exactly the opposite in many ways. And she needed somebody to help her organize. She, she had led a real-life co-op that kind of had fallen apart because of her deficiencies. So she, wanted, she needed the same outlet that I needed, but she needed somebody to come alongside of her who could do what I do well which was organize and be decisive and lead. And then she had the skills of discerning and um, communicating and empathizing with people. So she and I, we restarted up a new co-op with new people. And I, I don't even remember where exactly I read it. I wish I could, but I remember reading something about peacemaking and conflict resolution yeah. and how prayer covering for co-ops and how you really need and we talked about it, the two of us talked about it, and really decided that we needed a third person in our group that's always good to have an odd number anyway. Okay. So that if you have a tie, you have someone, you know, you have someone who can actually break the tie. We decided that what we really needed was someone who had a counseling experience, who, had, who was really strong in prayer, and who could really talk to people one-on-one with, about issues, who could also represent us as leadership. And we just happened to have somebody who had expressed interest in our co-op, who was a pastor's wife, who had a lot of training and experience in counseling, and who was just really good, just excellent prayer warrior, an excellent at conflict resolution. And she just was the perfect fit. It was so God because it just still happened that in our small little group of gatherings, we just had these people who had these skills. We just, it just worked. It clicked. And it just worked so well. Because we had some conflicts, we had some student issues and some parent issues the first couple of years as a co-op. And between that and our procedures manual, which is another thing, which is really good to have in mm-hmm. place, okay. how you deal with conflict and what the consequences are for different things has to be very specific and contracts too. So we have okay. our high school students and our parents sign contracts about their commitment okay. and understanding the seriousness of their commitment to our group and to our procedures if there's issues, how we felt about gossip, et cetera. And it just worked so well for so many years. So having a great leadership team in place in the beginning, of course, being an issue. But something that I had learned in outside of the co-op realm, outside of the homeschooling realm about leadership was you should be always training your replacement. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I we applied that principle too. Always, always, not not mm-hmm. the two weeks before you want to quit, not the, yeah, always training your replacement. Hmm. You're preaching to the choirs, they say here. I need to hear this, Sherry, mm-hmm. for myself in what I do to help leaders. I'm not leading a group right now, but, yeah, I've failed at trying to develop other people to, to do what I do when I mm-hmm. can't or don't or not able to do this anymore, meaning advising advising homeschool groups. So keep keep talking. I'm taking notes like crazy. Always train, <laughs> you said always train your replacements or your successors. Yeah. yeah. So you should be immediately identifying among the people in your group 
who do you think would be the good person to step into leadership and start deliberately mentoring that person towards that responsibility? So our structure was that I'm the, I was the leader, and then this lady who came alongside me in the beginning was our, my assistant leader. But the way we figured it out was she was the one who I was training to replace me, and then she was looking for someone to replace her. Oh, it's got to trickle down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That, and then the other position. It's brilliant. I mean, it's simple, but it's mm-hmm. brilliant. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. Because she's working closely with me, so she's seeing what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and why I'm doing it. And so she's getting that training to step into my role, and then she's looking for someone to step into her role. And then the other role, because it's kind of unique and it really needs someone, that person has, that, especially that first person that we had in that position, has that discernment and that knowledge that they're looking for their own replacement because that's a very specific role, and it needs someone with very specific qualifications. So she's looking for her own replacement because it has to be someone with those specific skills. Um, and that's kind of how we did it. And that person in that prayer position for us was the first one to step down out of our co-op. They moved, and it just didn't work anymore with their schedule. And she immediately already knew who she had planned and had even kind of talked to her a little bit about it um, beforehand, telling her that she thought that she would be good at that and to pray about it. So she, when she told us that she was leaving, she already knew who she really wanted to replace her. Okay. And so that made okay. that transition smooth. Yes. So really every board member, like the treasurer, should always be on the lookout for who's the next treasurer. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. like you were talking about, your leader and assistant leader. So I belong to a, uh, it wasn't a homeschool group, but a nonprofit board. And um, they had what they jokingly called the Hotel California Clause. Do you remember this old song by the Eagles, Hotel California? (laughs) There's this line in the song about you can check in, but you can never leave. (laughs) (laughs) And what they had written in their bylaws was, before you leave the board, you must have a replacement. It was like find your own replacement. And we as board members all hated that clause, but it mm-hmm. was, it was trying to encourage us to develop someone underneath you to take over. And of course, this okay. person coming in underneath you probably should be warned, right? <laughs> you yes. you you know you're going to be mentored, you're going to be groomed. We hope someday that you succeed to take over the you know the higher position. And mm-hmm. and I've been on a board too at a church, a board of trustees, and and the the chair of the trustees calls me because I've been on the board for a year. And he calls me one day and he says, Carol would you be the vice chair? And I'm like, Dean, I know the vice chair becomes the chair the next year. Is that really what you're asking me for? And it really was. I was honest. Yes. Okay. So I agree to be the vice chair knowing that the next year I'm going to be the chair. But yeah, so it's, you're kind of actually signing the person up for a succession plan. But so long as they go in with their eyes wide open, they know what they're walking into and hopefully are exactly. up to the challenge. And yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.